Hey, you're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a podcast from KCUR Studios by me, Gina Kaufman. On this episode, the story of a family and a building and a really good Mexican coffee drink. At a table outside her new coffee shop on Southwest Boulevard, Leslie Reyes tells me about the drink she is most excited to be offering here, Café de Olla. It's a traditional way of making coffee in mostly rural parts of Mexico. I don't know, it's just something about the flavors that when you take your first sip, it's like, I don't know, I still really think about Mexico. Serving this drink the old-fashioned way here in Kansas City is a big deal to Leslie. Which is like a very, very important part of the Café de Olla. We get that from Mexico. It's unrefined cane sugar. So when it's melted, it has a very like thick, syrupy, brown sugar kind of taste. She and her husband Francisco both grew up here. They moved away in 2012, hopping from Chicago to Los Angeles to Phoenix, and they always kind of dreamed of opening a Latin coffee shop in this exact spot. My husband and I were always like, you know, we think Kansas City needs something like that. It would be so cool if we could have something like, like what we have now. But they weren't so sure about moving back to Kansas City. I don't know why, but I feel like the Latino culture here in Kansas City, it's sometimes almost kind of hidden. And I don't like that. It also wasn't totally clear how they'd juggle a coffee shop with their existing careers. Leslie as a makeup artist and her husband as a soccer coach. So the coffee shop itself was more of a make-believe idea that was fun to talk about than an actual life plan. But one detail regarding the menu was never in question. We were gonna make some bomb cafe de olla that was like original, like true to how it's supposed to taste, and we were gonna get the piloncillo from Mexico, like that's what we always knew. And that's exactly what they've been doing since March when they opened Oyama. For some customers, cafe de olla is a totally new experience, but for others, one sip is an instantaneous connection to a familiar place, even if coffee isn't how they'd planned to get there. This storefront previously functioned as a terminal for El Conejo, a bus line that traveled one route, Kansas City to Mexico, Mexico to Kansas City. El Conejo shut down with the border at the start of the pandemic. That's around the same time Leslie and Francisco moved back home. Neither of them could get work at that point in the pandemic. There wasn't a lot going around for makeup artists and soccer coaches. So they started rehabbing the space almost immediately. They scraped paint off the big picture window. They tore up a grimy old floor, but they didn't touch the counter where El Conejo sold bus tickets. When we first opened, there were a lot of customers that would come in still looking for El Conejo because they wouldn't remove their Google listing. (laughs) Then they would wonder, what what was this? Like, what is going on in here? And then we would tell them we sold Café de Olla. And a lot of people are shocked because be like, oh, we have Café de Olla, and they kind of almost look at us like, they don't believe you, like, you have Café de Olla, and then they try it, and they're like, oh, shit, they do have Café de Olla. 
This building on a busy stretch of the boulevard between the crossroads and the west side belongs to Leslie's mom, Irma Hernandez, who's been a fixture in this spot for a while. Irma came to the United States from Mexico at 14, the third child in a family of seven. Her older siblings went to high school together. Her younger siblings went to grade school together. But Irma went to middle school alone. She got straight Fs on her first report card because nobody realized that the quiet new girl in the class didn't understand English. The principal found out when he called her into his office to discuss her performance. I needed to explain to him that he would understand flunking a class or two, but straight Fs, that was not acceptable. And I looked at him and he looked at me and he says, you don't speak English? And I still didn't understand what he was saying. He goes, oh, well, that explains it all. Irma had kids and raised them in the 1990s. She supported herself and two daughters mostly on her own. She held down full-time jobs Monday through Friday, then spent her weekends offering tax and notary services. As business picked up, Irma needed a place to meet with her clients. I couldn't afford paying um, monthly fees for to lease a, an office space. That's when she noticed a little desk and chair in the corner of a music store on Southwest Boulevard. She'd been a customer there for a long time because it was the go-to place for CDs and tapes in Spanish. And I asked her, I said, would you be willing to lease me that corner right there with the desk and the chair for every weekend, like once a week, and I will pay you like per day? The music shop owners, a married couple from Mexico by way of Texas, readily agreed. Their only stipulation was no computer. It would send electricity bills soaring. Camped out in the record store throughout the early 2000s, Irma Hernandez became not just a trusted tax preparer, but an easy-to-find helper for immigrants in Kansas City's Mexican community. She took people to doctor's appointments. She translated paperwork. Whatever people asked of her, if she could do it, she said yes, although some of the requests admittedly stumped her. Do you do wills? No, I'm not an attorney. Do you do divorces? No, I don't divorce people. <laughs> And then, in 2010, the music store was getting ready to close because the husband of the couple that owned it died, and running the shop alone was too depressing for the wife. People tried to buy the building from her, but she told them it wasn't for sale because she knew who she wanted to have it. Irma Hernandez. I said, but how am I going to, you know? She goes, I don't know and I don't care but you will keep it. That little corner turned into this building. Now, Irma shows up at the building looking absolutely regal, fully made up, high heels, breezy dresses, and perfect posture. Having added realtor to her list of job titles, she still keeps an office in this building, but it's a proper office right behind Cafe Oyama. I ask Irma how it feels to see her daughter running a coffee shop in her building, a place where she once had a single desk, a rented desk, 
all she could afford. Very, very sentimental. And I guess I didn't realize because I have had a... She pauses and starts to cry. A very difficult time. And I have been working so much that I didn't realize what I had. I really didn't. Growing up, Leslie Reyes used to come with her mom to work in this space where she now has a business of her own. She'd bring coloring books or whatever to keep herself busy, and she didn't give much thought to this block or the neighborhood surrounding it. There was nothing down here, you know. The crossroads was, of course, nothing of what it is now. Um, And the west side was just a Latino neighborhood. That's changed dramatically. The West Side neighborhood, it's a beautiful neighborhood. I love it. Um, But now it's almost like impossible to live there. I don't know. It's a crazy thing. Um, You know, you want to be for change and for like better improvement, but then it's almost like kind of like at what cost? Just west of Oyama, long-established Mexican restaurants dot the boulevard, but the trendy new shops moving in nearby show little evidence of the Mexican community that once defined the neighborhood. You can absolutely still get tacos and margaritas. But you can also find luxury pajamas and French crepes and artisan everything. For a price, you can own a sleek designer home overlooking the city. There's the old, which is Mexican, and the new, which mostly isn't. So a new business with a distinctly modern look and feel, one that clearly speaks for and to a new generation that is also proudly Mexican, that makes a statement here. And the Café de Oya Leslie serves is part of that. When we first opened, a lot of people said like, oh, this is too sweet or, you know, not sweet enough or whatever, but we still have not changed the recipe. It, that's how you drink it, that's how it's made. When you step inside Oyama, you'll hear music sung in Spanish. You can enjoy coffee table books depicting work by Mexican women artists or telling stories of the historic Mexican revolutionaries. You can buy an earthen mug, the kind Café de Oya would traditionally be served in. You can almost feel the presence of every passenger who bought a ticket to Mexico in this building, then waited for their bus to pull up outside. Leslie Reyes is not just selling coffee. She's making her culture a little less hidden in Kansas City so that the story of her family and her community won't be erased in the next chapter. Thanks for listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman. It comes out every Sunday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or check it out at kcur.org. Mackenzie Martin produces the podcast with music from Blue Dot Sessions, and it's based on a column I write that's edited by Gabe Rosenberg with photos by Carlos Moreno. You can get all of that at kcur.org. I'm Gina Kaufman, still buzzed from all the coffee this week. Over and out, Kansas City. Kansas City.